friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone has an awesome day today, and I hope you guys had also a fantastic, safe weekend. Continue to encourage everyone to continue to exercise and keep your body and your mind and your soul strong. Continue to be active. You know, over the weekend, I had the uh, privilege of training with a bunch of my really good friends as far as tactic training, long range, nighttime, night ops, and so forth. And uh, it was interesting because I've continually been encouraging them. You know, we all have to stay weapons proficient on a regular basis and continually pushing ourselves in areas that, you know, we're not maybe as good at as others and also trying new things and learning how to operate as a team at night with comms. And what was interesting, after we did real late night, low light training and uh, some night vision training, I was end up talking to one of our friends that was there He's retired ranger and uh, used to work with GRS and everything else. Extremely, extremely well versed, uh, very educated in a lot of different fields, and a true combat, uh, you know, individual. And uh, so we were talking, and I was asking him about some stuff, and you know, he's very. He doesn't like to talk about certain things for obvious reasons, and I kind of asked him, you know, why in the world he got out of a lot of it now, and he said, you know, the thing was, he goes, I realized that essentially we are all just pawns in it. He said it was essentially what we saw happening over in the Middle East and what we were doing with GRS and a lot of these other accounts is we were simply funding the very people that we were claiming to be terrorists on the television, and he said – Essentially, he goes, if I have anything to tell you, he said, believe nothing you're told at all from the government. Nothing. And I said, well, what about – he said, nothing. I said, well, what about nothing? And I said, nothing. He said, nothing. Nothing you were ever told from the government is ever the truth. It may be a smidgen of the truth, but it's some type of manipulated fabrication in order to make you think a certain way. And I said, wow. And he goes, I had no interest in doing that anymore. He said, so now I've worked on other things and try to help more people out and do things that I know are actually positive. And I said, what do you think about Ukraine? He said, what did I just tell you about everything? <laughs> I said, nothing. Believe nothing. He said, 100%. He said, nothing you think is going on over there is what you think is going on over there. And I said, can you go into any more detail now? He said, no, I don't want to go into any more detail now with you guys. And I said, okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's all I need to know. And so he asked me not to put out his information or anything or his name. And I said, that was fine. I said, but I found it interesting. Somebody that was truly on the inside as a tier one operator, tier two operator that worked with Delta as well. And so, I mean, this guy was very, very, very educated on a lot of different things and a true, you know, combat veteran. And so I find it interesting when I see continual things pop up. And this is why, Dan, and I tell you all the time on the show, continue to ask questions on what's going on. This is why I've continually encouraged you to keep your body strong and keep your immune system strong. That's why I had some people email me again over the weekend. They're asking about the toxin protection kit that we put together, just a very simplistic, basic stack with the liver support, iodine, and N-acetylcysteine to help detox the body. And that can be whether or not you live up in Ohio or around the surrounding area, or you're just trying to detox your body and cleanse it out from a lot of the toxins that we're continually exposed to on a regular basis in the food and water supply. I mean, golly, it's every time you turn around, you find something else that's in the food supply, and that's why I can encourage people to eat as clean as they possibly can. 
and read ingredients. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I mean it very true, and you can do your own research on it. The less amount of ingredients you read on the back of a package, the better. When you flip something over and it's got like five different extended paragraphs and half the words on it and the ingredients you can't even understand or you know much less read – uh, it's probably a good idea just to put that back on the shelf and go with something a little bit more natural, so to speak. It's <laughs> just my opinion on that. So continue to keep your bodies and strong as much as you can because they're going to continue to go after everybody's health with more and more toxic elements. I saw an article earlier here now that was, of course, from one of the uh, doctors from the World Economic Forum. And the scientists and doctors are now suggesting the use of graphic labels on packaging to be employed to shame people into not eating meat. They said the general graphicking would tell the general public the animals suffer when you eat meat and the Amazon rainforest is destroyed when you eat meat. The exact same things they put on cigarette packages except they would put them on big, bold packages of meat. So you go to buy some ground beef or you go to buy a sirloin steak and all of a sudden it says, eating this is destroying the rainforest. Stop being so horrible to the world. Stop eating this meat. And there's a package right beside it. Oh, it's got Bill Gates' face on it. He's got a thumbs up. It says he approves this meat. Oh, it's it's completely and totally fabricated uh, lab-grown meat. Oh, he said this one's safe. Oh, this one's been approved by the FDA, even though I told you guys yesterday that the FDA doesn't approve food. Oh, this one's healthy. We should eat this one instead, and it's cheaper. And I'll get my points back and my reward discount because I buy continually nasty lab-grown meat. That's where they're going to go with this. And ironically enough, when they make stupid comments like the, the Amazon rainforest is destroyed when you eat meat, I guess nobody's bothering to look at what we've done down in South America and Argentina and Chile with the lithium strip mining or the photos that got released. Somebody sent me an article earlier from Sunday about the bleak photos showing the cobalt mining industry. Cobalt mining has become enormously expensive because more and more items are needing it. They're in everything from your phones to your computers to your cars. And they're now saying the Democratic Republic of Congo is estimated to process 70% of the global supply of cobalt. However, the working conditions and environmental hazards that it is now producing in the Congo are so horrific Cobalt is now being called the new blood diamond, and I'm going to list the photos here. I'm going to list the link. You guys can look at the photos. It, it looks like a nuclear waste site as far as you can see. I mean it's, every, everything's dead. Everything's dead. The condition of the workers is beyond horrific. But, hey, if you eat some grass-fed beef was raised here in Florida by a farmer, you know, that's, that's bad. You need to stop doing that. You need, you need to buy your EV car. You, know, you need to support the cobalt industry. What's interesting enough about it, the Guardian found the investigation that workers make about 35 cents an hour in these horrific cobalt mines. And that cobalt is used to make lithium-ion batteries, and it's skyrocketed over the last two years. Interestingly enough, in 2020, uh, cobalt was going for about $29,000 per metric ton. By March 2022 last year, it's at $82,000 per metric ton. And they're expecting probably by the end of this year to next year to be around $100,000 per ton. Now, ironically enough, if you look up, one of the major multinational trading companies that owns pretty much the main corporate mines over in uh, the Amazon, or not in the Amazon, over here in the Congo, the company is called Glencore. 
Now, I was actually shocked because it was a little bit different, but I looked up the major shareholders of Glencore, and the first one at the top of the list was Vanguard International Stock Index. The second one was Goldman Sachs International Opportunities. The third one was Vanguard Wellington Fund. The fourth one was Vanguard Tax Managed Fund. So clearly you realize the same people that are buying this cobalt and running these mines are the same people that are also invested in the lab-grown meat. So, of course, they would have you know no concern about making sure that you continually stay as sick as possible while they try to force you to buy the EV vehicles. Over last week, a couple of days ago, Dad and I were at a local dealership, local Chevy dealership, and we were talking to the GM over there, and he was talking about that they were having to spend an enormous amount of money putting in these six charging stations that are forced upon them by Chevrolet. Chevrolet has stated that if they want to service or sell any type of EV vehicles whatsoever in their massive Chevy dealership, that they essentially have to have a minimum of six charging stations. And with the charging stations and with Tico, they're spending almost like a million and a half dollars because Tico has to go in and put a whole other substation in with more transformers to handle the load. The current for six chargers, guys, six chargers, guys, that's it. That's this giant dealership. Just do six chargers. And he told me, he said, I think EV is a complete and total fad. He goes, I think it's completely unsustainable. He goes, it's going to be like the same way Sony went all in on the you know, CD. The, you know, and he said, now it went to MP3, now it's just streaming. And he goes, I think the EV market is going to continually be pushed as a mandate. And he goes, but everybody is going to realize that there is no sustainability of it whatsoever and that other technology is going to come forward that is incredibly more efficient over the next five to ten years. And this EV world is going to be just like that. It's going to be just like your cassette tape and your VHS player. And except we're going to have literally strip mined enormous parts of the entire world and have made them inhabitable. And that's going to be the end of it. And this is what we're watching now. This, this is why I've told you I have no interest, nor will I be invested, nor will I buy, nor will I support the EV market because it is not sustainable. It is not green whatsoever. It is not clean at all. You guys can look at the photos from the cobalt mining, just one of the mines in the Congo, and you can look at the photos that I posted with the lithium mines down in Argentina and Chile, and you will see very quickly that none of this is about safety. None of it is about health, and none of it – is about protecting the environment as we continually see that there are no reduction of you know flying private jets from all these guys. Remember Bill Gates' comment the other day about his four private jets, including his two G650s that he flies around the world almost on a weekly basis? He said, well, I'm doing my part to offset it enough, so I, it doesn't matter how much I fly because I'm doing my part in helping everything go green. Again, it's that ideology, that elite ideology where they think they're actually above the law and it's rules for me and not for thee. This is why they're going in and putting in these 15-minute city ideas everywhere. When I saw the article that came out last year, I talked about it in small detail, but there's a 15-minute city that's popping up in the desert right out of Utah, right out of uh, it's out an old Utah state prison where Salt Lake City Valley meets the Utah County Valley. And they're doing a giant 600-acre city there, and it's redeveloped state prison site. Imagine that. And they're going to put new jobs, housing, public space, amenities, and transportation for 15,000 people to live in a 600-acre city to explore the prototype for how innovative urban planning concepts can improve and expand across the country. Now, it's interesting about it. It talks about it here. This is one of it. Is they're going to have access to public transportation like a commuter rail? An iconic community focuses on healthy living while creating new jobs and housing that will allow residents to live, work, and play right in the same area. 
by designing for ease of mobility, creating an 18-hour district where there are things to do for majority of the day and a right combination of new residential types, office spaces, and supporting infrastructure. The goal will pioneer in how new cities can be built across the United States in the future. Now, this is the World Economic Forum and United Nations dream right in front of you. Ironically enough, if you live in the city, limited access to vehicles will be restricted. Only one vehicle per family or housing unit will be allowed, meaning there's really no reason for you to even own a vehicle if you live in this 15-minute city. And this is what the overall goal is. So this is why I've continued to tell people, keep the truth flowing out there. Keep understanding that nothing we're being told is the truth, and this is why I've encouraged people to continue to be open-minded about what's going on and do not fall into the platform of that just straight line inside the box thinking that they're continually trying to do everyone and ask questions about everything, including why were we told that everybody had to lock down in place for months on end during COVID when now we find out that absolutely nothing was done positive from those except negative consequences from the lockdowns, the restrictions, but yet it was all about the science, right? People complied. They told them to do it. A lot of people did it. And now you see that every single thing they told us back then was a lie. So you got to kind of apply that same logic (laughs) to what we're currently seeing right now being done all around the country. What do you think, Deb? Well, the question I have is simple is, you know, where's all the money coming for this 15 minute city? Yeah. Coming from (laughs) Who's, who's paying the hundreds of billions of dollars it's probably going to cost to build this wretched thing? And why are they picking it in the middle of nowhere? Because uh, you know, they're basically going to basically, I guess they're going to, you know, create this little environment, this little utopia that's been tried before. That you know, you have all these little shops and restaurants all around, but you can't go anywhere because you only have one vehicle, so you're kind of trapped there. Which, like you said, it's the World Economic Forum's dream. I'm sure you will own nothing and you'll be happy. You go to your coffee shop and you have your local Starbucks. Where you go down there and criticize white people and talk about how horrible white people are, how horrible Christians are. And you'll be a bunch of liberals running around basically telling each other how great they are, you know, with open sexual behavioral patterns and probably open sexual orgies in the streets. Who knows what they're going to have? This is what they're going to do. This is what they've done before with Rome. They've done it before. And they have these little communities that basically just promote filth and de- degeneracy. And they're supposed to be all be, they're being done to save the planet. Remember, that's what this whole new Green Deal is all about. And that's why they're doing all of this stuff. It's all a bunch of lies. And I've been doing a lot of research over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. I read a lot on Angel Wars, which is what I'm going to call this little topic that I'm going to talk about as far as the show that we're going to do or the pre-Adamic civilization and what's causing all this. And you know why Lucifer is running around as a roaring lion seeking those who made the devour here on this planet, why he's been confined to this planet, and while he's doing his little crazy stuff while he's here on this planet. I guess he's trying to do his best to destroy God's creation to the best of his ability. And, and then we go back to the ancient Canaanite religions where they worship Lucifer. And they basically, you know, continue to sacrifice human beings to him, you know, through the abortion networks and human trafficking networks we have all over the world. All of this stuff is being done basically from the angel wars. And I'm I'm, I'm dug more and more into it. I had no idea there was as much scripture on this on the pre-Adamic civilization. And we're going to talk about all that stuff here probably in another week or so. We're going to go into a whole detailed show about this stuff. And you guys may agree with me on most of it. Most of it I'm trying to reference it back to scripture. And the rest of it I'm doing is just through research. But this is the show Ancient Aliens. That we've talked about, you've watched about so many times on TV. Where did these ancient monolithic structures come from? Where did these ancient buildings come from that were so big and so strong and so well put together? You can't even put a piece of paper between between stones that weigh a hundred thousand tons, because there's and how were they levitated? How were they brought over there? I mean, who did all this stuff? And why in the world was the earth formless and void, and the water covered the face of the deep? 
when all of this started with Genesis chapter 1 again? You know, why was the earth flooded again? Well, that means it was flooded twice, right? After the angel wars, during the cataclysm events that occurred on this planet, the earth was flooded and destroyed. The chasms opened and the earth flooded. And then God had to separate the waters from the earth again in Genesis. But then all these monolithic structures remained because they'd all been sim simply submerged. So we're going to cover all that stuff. We're going to go into detail about this. We're going to talk about the angel wars. We're going to talk about ancient civilizations on this planet and who was directing them, why they were here, and why it's important to us. I was talking to a friend of mine last night at dinner. I was telling him I was doing a show on angel wars, and, and he said to me, he goes, well, who cares about that? <laughs> I started laughing, and I said, well, uh, my listeners do. Uh, they've sent me so many emails. They want to hear more and more about this and how it ties together with the scriptures in the New Testament, the book of Enoch, and a whole bunch of other stuff in the book of Revelation. And we're going to cover it because it also could be called ancient alien technology and what happened to the planet Earth, why has Mars been destroyed, and why is there an asteroid belt in our solar system, and why is it all these things have happened and we're not supposed to talk about any of it because it's supposed to be ancient history that we're not supposed to know anything about. And why in the world did Satan pull a coup d'etat with Darwin in the 1800s? And pushed his whole theory of evolution to make God insignificant in the population of the planet, make God realize, make, make people believe that God wasn't real, that God was dead with Nietzsche and all the other lies that were promoted through the Kabbalist-controlled international media cartels and the controls who basically run this whole planet through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and who run the whole planet as far as their unbelievable propaganda with the media that started with Operation Mockingbird with the CIA and never ended. And it's like Austin's friend said here at the beginning of the show, he said to this, don't believe anything they tell you, anything. I mean, he's emphasized anything. It's all lies because remember what William Casey said. We'll know that we've completed – I'm paraphrasing this. We'll know we've done our job with the CIA when everything that every American believes is a lie. I mean the United States is one of the worst countries with an industrialized nation when it comes to literacy. We have one of the highest infant death rates of any industrialized countries. We have some of the worst math skills of any industrialized countries. I mean what we've done here with this inclusion effort that we've done as far as trying to include everybody is make everybody paranoid to say anything about anyone for fear of being called a bigot or a racist. This is sanity what we've done. And the sad part about all of this stuff is that it's supposed to be our new normal for us now as the United States continues to slide deeper and deeper into the ash heap of history because we've destroyed our own culture through cultural Marxism. And through the infiltration of our schools with all this filth and perversion we've put in. And it's sad to me. Let's, let's move on to another story right now. Uh, but basically, last week, Vladimir Putin announced on Tuesday the suspension of the START Treaty during a speech to both houses of the Russian parliament, in which he correctly accused the West of seeking to destroy Russia. The START Treaty has been in effect since 2001, and it was the largest, most complex arms treaty in history, which removed 80% of all strategic nuclear weapons then in existence, and now it's gone. Last December, the DOJ announced their list of crimes against Sam Bankman-Fried, who ran a cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, into bankruptcy. The DOJ's Southern District of New York has been running the case because this case has often been involved in running of corrupt cases in the past. It was believed that they would go only so far and not bring the cryptocurrencies actions into the Ukraine. But remember, Fried was involved with Ukraine and laundering money from there. Never forget this. I mean, billions of dollars. This was the case as the first set of indictments ignored any mention of Ukraine where billions have been sent by the Biden regime. Thursday morning, the DOJ added four more indictments for Samuel Bankman-Fried, and DOJ added accounts of bank fraud, unlicensed money transmitting business, money laundering, and unlawful political contributions, defrauding the FEC, on and on. Robert Kennedy, by the way, last week, from the week of the work of Sasha Latofa and Catherine Watt that we talked about in details, and that the COVID jobs are a Pentagon project, and the companies like Pfizer and Moderna don't really own their own so-called vaccines. They're Pentagon DOD-owned. 
Kennedy said there were 138 companies that were involved in manufacturing, distributing the vaccine. They're all military contractors, all of them. The Pentagon and the National Security Agency ran the entire pandemic response. Pfizer and Moderna don't really own their vaccines. They slapped their labels on them, but it was a Pentagon project. The Pope and Watt have showed us how the Pentagon's Operation Warp Speed was able to completely circumvent the federal health regulations. We talked about that with Donald Trump by using what is so-called a bureaucratic speak on other transaction authority, which they used to contract with the bioweapons manufacturers to produce what is literally known as a bioweapon, which is a COVID shot. This was discovered in Pfizer's motion to dismiss Brooke Jackson's case when they attached another contract called the Other Transaction Authority, an OTA contract, saying, in fact, they had no obligation to conduct valid clinical trials because the only goods and services they were providing to the U.S. government, according to this contract, are for large-scale manufacturing demonstration for a prototype. Sasha says that the Department of Defense was taking over practically all of the pharmaceutical industry through all of the money that they're throwing at it, and these OTAs. She says they are now providing 50% of the R&D spent on pharma industry through the method. If you're one buyer buying 50%, you're going to control the whole industry. So now the pharmaceutical industry is completely captured by the DOD, and they've done this to back practically all scientific fields that they relate to this. Now, who runs the DOD? That's the CIA. Who runs the CIA? That would be the 17 Luciferian Cabalists because the CIA is a satanic organization. That's the, it all goes back right back to the same people again. Under the terms of the OTA – Pfizer was saying they have no obligation to collect valid studies. In short, the fake clinical trials were a psyop to convince people to get the injections, and our Department of Defense is trying to kill us with our own tax dollars. The reality of this situation is finally crystallizing people. Just the Brooke Jackson's case against Pfizer goes to court on March 1st. Is she suing the right party? Maybe she get them for penetrating or perpetrating the fraud that their clinical trials were for FDA approval, which they themselves admitted they were not doing in their previous motion to dismiss the Jackson's case. Wow. So the WHO is still trying to literally take over the world through international health regulations and the pandemic treaty, despite having been voted down twice within the past eight months. The Biden regime is pushing this because he is controlled again by the Sabatine Kambalas because they got him on videotape doing who knows what with a bunch of young girls, supposedly. After 41,000 hours of closed circuit security footage now for January 6th has been released to Tucker Carlson. And a small amount that's come out has already proven that the Gateway Pundit said, and that many others have been reporting since the beginning, that the crowd in front of the Capitol building was totally peaceful in their demonstration until the Capitol Heat police began firing rubber bullets and gas canisters and flashbang grenades on the Trump supporters without warning. Four Trump supporters died that day in the violence. Dozens more were injured. Two Trump supporters, Kevin Griefen and Philip, Benjamin Phillips, died immediately when he started firing on the crowd without warning. And protester Kevin Giesen dropped dead at 1.28 p.m. Witnesses alleged he was killed by one of these grenades that blew up and hit his chest, stopping his heart. At 2.02 p.m., protester Derek Vargo is pushed from the ledge of the northwest east staircase by a Capitol Police Department officer as he attempts to hang a Trump flag. Both of his legs were reportedly broken by the fall. The Gateway Pundit reports that in the hundreds of conversations we've had with January 6th attendees, political prisoners and police abuse, and police abuse victims – they all say the same thing. Innocent people were attacked by police without warning. This was an attack on the American people. While FBI deep state operatives like Ray Epps were breaking through barriers and leading Trump supporters to the Capitol, police were ready to fire on them indiscriminately without warning. Four Trump supporters again died that day in the violence. Dozens more were injured. We have proof today that there are dozens if not hundreds of government operatives leading the crowd that day to the U.S. Capitol in what can only be described as a planned attack. So I want to cover that with you guys because this is something that's very, very important that we understand who these people are and what they're doing and how the government's been completely usurped and why Austin's friend said don't believe anything these guys are talking about because, quite frankly, it's all 
a bunch of lies. And, you know, when you stop and you look at what's going on globally and you start seeing the fear porn and all the stuff that's happening, you begin to realize just how much of what we're being told in the media, including all media, has been skewed and slanted information like we learned about in civics. If you took that in high school, which most people don't take that anymore, so they don't really know what that means, slanted information is basically partial truths that are, are, end up pretty much being lies. And this is why it's so important to question every single thing you hear and every single thing you see because, guys, Donald Trump should have pardoned every single person on January the 6th, period. He did not do that. Donald Trump, once he saw that Operation Warp Speed is turning into an Operation Nightmare, let's kill the population of the planet, he should have said, we're stopping this and signed an executive order, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't pardon anybody, but rather he pushes red flag gun laws. He puts more CFR people in the positions of power in his administration than any other president ever in the history of the country. He continued to basically do a partial fight against the election fraud, even when Michael Lindell went in there with all of this evidence. He dismissed him handedly, told him to talk to the attorneys, wouldn't even talk to Lindell for more than like 20 seconds, and allowed the deep state to do what it did rather than to seriously protest what happened with the election and basically declare some type of a national emergency to redo the election. He didn't do any of that stuff. He let it all go. Because he's being told what to do and how to do it. Then we've been now for the last two years, Trump's been prosecuted. Trump's been this. Trump's been that. But remember I told you that nothing was going to happen when, quote, unquote, the boxes of stuff that were found in Mar-a-Lago. There was more obfuscation for the news to cover a few weeks more of entertainment for the masses. That's all it is. You know, Biden falls down again on the stairs on Air Force One last week, and nobody even goes but yawn to that because we're so used to him basically falling all the time and basically being a complete and total, you know, derelict senile person of the White House. I mean, it's a joke that we actually have a person like this in the White House. And the other day, one of the press secretaries called him Obama, which people are saying that Obama runs the White House. Obama may be involved as far as getting information to Biden and basically directing a few things, but Biden doesn't run the White House. The same Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan groups that have basically taken over the country to blackmail and to money supply. Jeffrey Epstein with the Federal Reserve Bank are the ones who run the country. We can pretend like they don't, but they do. And now we have 51 big businesses that now, according to Fox, are targeting conservatives. And basically they do a little thing on the other post that we would you to target to basically you know, talk about this. You know, you know I'll, I'll read you part of this. It's not a secret war secret that over the past decades, hundreds of U.S. corporations have adopted woke policy, regularly injecting left-wing ideals into their products, services, and employment practices. But some of these businesses have recently gone much further than promoting just social justice causes. They've chosen to target conservative consumers and employees, coercing or forcing Americans to abandon their deeply held beliefs of Christ, of Jesus, of what's right and wrong, in order to receive important goods or services or to stay employed. Although many conservatives have heard stories about corporate discrimination in recent years, they've often struggled to keep track of what businesses have been part of this movement, which have been largely stayed on the sidelines. A new project launched by the 1792 Exchange and nonprofit organizations seeks to shed light on this important problem. The 1792 Exchange recently launched a spotlight report, which suggests more than 1,000 companies, policies, practices, and other relevant criteria determine the likelihood a company will cancel or contract a client or boycott or divest or deny services based on views and beliefs. This is the Chinese credit score, again, coming to us in full view of these companies. Remember what the CEO of Starbucks said a few years ago? If you're a Christian conservative and you want to carry a gun or whatever, don't come to our stores. We don't want you here. He's just, he's just open about what they were already planning. And so we have – a group of companies that are really, really involved with all of this stuff, and perhaps most known of these are the banks. There are large banks that are basically looking at your social credit score, so to speak, and what you're posting on your Facebook pages to determine whether or not you're going to be a good credit risk. 
For example, Bank of America bets its vendors based on their commitment to the LGBTQ views, and it has ceased lending with some gun manufacturers. It's also provided funding to Planned Parenthood as well as the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has a long track record of targeting conservative groups. Bank of America and the CEO, CEO Brian Monahan, as well as any other banks, have been signed a high-risk score by the 1792 exchange, have some of the biggest supporters of radical environmental, social, and governance. This is who these people are. In transportation, you have multiple large transportation companies fall in this high-risk category. Alaska Airlines, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines. Although the transportation companies listed in the 1790 change do not report to regularly refuse to do business with on ideological considerations, they've engaged in left-wing activism and even promoted partisan legislation. Then you have the retail giants. You've got Best Buy. You've got Home Depot. You've got Kohl's. You've got Lulimon, Macy's, Madewell, Target, Walmart. The online retailers included in the report are High Risker, Alibaba, Amazon, Chewy, eBay, Etsy, Shopify, Shopify, and Warney Parker. The reason behind the decision to identify these companies high risk vary, but in every case, the 1792 exchange provided significant evidence showing that these businesses were actively promoting left-wing ideological ideas. Remember that? How Target has removed books from its stores at the request of liberal activists and has fought against numerous legislative policies and proposals backed by conservative lawmakers, including election integrity in Georgia. Remember that? They also – the Home Depot advertises flyers to its employees about confronting their white privilege, Christian privilege, heterosexual privilege, able-bodied privilege, etc., I mean, it's sickening what they've done. Ten large food companies were given high risk. They were Altria, Ben & Jerry's, Cargill, which is huge, by the way, Coca-Cola, HelloFresh, Kellogg's, McDonald's, PepsiCo, Starbucks, which I've already mentioned, and the Jam Smucker Company. All of these businesses engaged in troubling activities based with the most radical practices by, so far as by Ben & Jerry's. Which, by the way, Ben and Jerry's don't own it anymore. We started to mention that. The famous Vermont-based ice cream company is promoted to fund the police campaigns, opposed legislation meant to limit fraud, et cetera, et cetera. And now we need to realize that there are a lot of companies that are out there doing this stuff. So this is why I want to thank you, and this is why I brought this up to you guys today. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Uh, if you guys weren't buying your toothpaste and your deodorant and all the things that you do and your vitamins and your multiple powders and all the stuff that we have that you guys support us with, we couldn't be here talking about this. We couldn't be telling you these other companies how bad they are. That's why we talk against so many of these companies on an ongoing basis because we want everyone to realize that these guys are the problem. They're the ones that are being used by, let's say it this way, the fallen angels or the angel wars or Lucifer and the bunch, which, by the way, has continued to go on on this planet. It, it, these are the ones that are doing it. Who do you think promoted the Darwinian mess and all the other crazy stuff that they have and how the earth is just another speck on a speck on a speck, and that's all you are is a speck on a speck on that speck that's being hurtled through the solar system and you know, the speed of light being dragged around by our sun like a giant meteorite. It's all a bunch of lies, by the way. It's all a bunch of lies. And, and we need to understand that we have to look at what's really going on and understand this battle is not against flesh and blood. When I do this Angel War show, you're going to see a real stark reality of who these people are and what they do and why they do what they do. Because they hate God and they hate you too because you've got a soul. And they're trying to destroy everything they can on this planet. That's why they've killed over 70% of the species of animals and plants and insects have been destroyed now on this planet approximately. I mean, it's incredible what they're doing with the chemtrails and this massive deforestation they're doing with aluminum being sprayed and barium being sprayed by these airplanes. All of this stuff is part of this. And we're just part of this as pawns in the game, watching what's happening and realizing that your battle's not against flesh and blood, it's against these entities. And that's why when we have Christianity on our side and Jesus on our side and the blood of Christ on our side, it creates 
how should I say, for a common vernacular, like a force field around us that protects us against this onslaught of this stuff. And it's just something that we need to understand what Christianity is. That's why they're so scared of Christianity. That's why they have such atavistic hatred of Christianity, because if they, if you finally figured out what you are and who you are and the power that you have as a Christian, because you are in blood covenant with the Most High God, you have the ability to literally change the fabric of space-time by the words that you speak, by the prayers that you pray, and the things that you believe. And once you understand that and you know who you are in Christ and you realize the abilities that you have and the possibilities that you can do in your own life, you change everything. And they know that. That's why they're scared to death of you because when you understand that you should call his name Jesus, that he is the Lamb of God, that he is the Prince of Peace, that he's our counselor through the Holy Spirit, that he's a good shepherd… He's our savior. He's our redeemer. He's our deliverer. He's our transformer. He's our Messiah. He's the way. He's Lord God Almighty. He is the great I am. He is the Lord of all. He's the resurrection of life. He is the king of kings. He is the son of God. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. We're going to cover that in the angel wars. All of this stuff is something that you as a Christian need to understand that the power that you've been given that raised Jesus from the dead is amazing in you. So you stand your ground. You stand firm against these crazy whackbags. Regardless of what they do to you, you always stand your ground, and you always proclaim the name of Jesus no matter what. I love you guys. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're absolutely right. And this is why I've repeatedly told everyone, make sure you find your convictions. Find out where you stand before you have to be put in that situation. That's why I continually tell people to train, to exercise, to be strong. You know, I've, I've talked to many people before, and they a lot of times will have this – this really, you know, Pollyanna approach of what they think they can do when something happens. Oh, if something occurs, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go in and do this. I'm like, well, you haven't gotten up off the couch in two months. How do you plan to even walk up a flight of stairs? Legitimate question. It's very important that health is something that's maintained on a regular basis because if you actually want to be strong and stand up to what's happening, you have to be able to actually physically do stuff. And the truth is being continually eroded. I saw an article earlier here, and Dan was talking about a lot of the angel wars and stuff he's going to bring up. But what's interesting about it is this was an article like a year and a half ago, and I saw it again. It, it resurfaced again, and it was about a scientist who was fired after discovering a dinosaur bones that he claimed from the testing was only 39,000 years old. And stated that a lot of the testing they have done has never proved anywhere near that things are 65 million years old with dinosaurs. He said they're 22,000 to 39,000 years old in his estimate. It was interesting because he was an extremely well-versed 30-year veteran in the field, uh, former scientist of California State University, Mark Armitage. And he was reportedly fired after he claimed he unearthed the dinosaur fossil that still contained soft, flexible tissue. He stated it can't be millions of years old. And according to the Christian Post, Armitage was evaluating a Triceratops horn fossil when he came across preserved soft tissue. The lawsuit recently filed in his defense describes his reaction to discovery as fascinating. He naturally published his findings in the case. He published them in the Elsevier Journal of Actia and proceeded to share his findings with his students. Not long after, Armitage was approached by CSUN faculty head who reportedly shouted at him, said, we're not going to tolerate your religion in this department. Armitage's finding, of course, contradicted the evolutionary theory <laughs> that embraced for decades that it doesn't appear there's any room for discussion on the matter. Nothing. The science is settled. They're 65 million years old. You can't talk about anything else. And this attorney said terminate an employee because of their view is completely inappropriate and illegal. 
and but doing so in an attempt to science, silence science speech at a public university is even more alarming and should be a wake-up call to the entire world of academia. And this is something that I have repeatedly told everyone is that the the industrial the, – the communist industrial society that they're pushing, these indoctrination centers in the public school and in the college schools and the universities now is doing exactly what they're designed to do. And that's why it's so important, so important to continue to encourage your kids and continue to raise them up right and teach them stuff, even if they're getting, I guess, some other – offset information in schools, do the best you can to continually raise them. I know so many families, they just, in schools like, oh, put the kids in there. I don't want to deal with them. Don't want to talk to them. Don't have a problem with them. Let the school teach them. Not my problem. Well, you see where that's gotten us now in the last 30 to 40 years, right? (laughs) You see what's happened from that of putting these kids in these communist indoctrination camps and not doing anything about it. Ironically enough, DeSantis today is apparently a few minutes ago, he was having a conference. It was actually live on the show. I think it started at 10 o'clock, right when our show started. And he's signing law, stripping Disney World of Reedy Creek control. And essentially, he said the corporate kingdom is finally coming to an end at Reedy Creek. He said this is what accountability looks like. The law effective immediately gives the governor the power to appoint all five members of the governing board of the district. And members would face Senate confirmation. On top of that, in order who's going to actually head the board and give clearance. Now, one thing I have to say about this is I've seen corruption in Florida firsthand, and I don't know how well this is going to change everything if Disney World isn't just going to go in and allegedly you know, make sure these guys do their job as the five governing boards. I don't know. I don't know how much this is going to change, if anything. But one thing I do know, Disney World is hemorrhaging cash flow left and right. They're laying off employees left and right for a lot of reasons. One of them is which is they have continually tried to push the perverted agenda on everyone and claiming it's entertainment. It was interesting. Last night, my son wanted to watch the Swiss Family Robinson, you know, one of the first live action Disney films that Walt Disney was actually directly involved in producing. And it was done, I think, uh, when was it done? I was watching last night. I think it was done like 1960, 1961. And I was actually watching behind the scenes on it as well after we watched it. And Hunter thought it was you know, it was an awesome movie. And they're fighting pirates and catching tigers and all this stuff. And I watched behind the scenes on how crazy it was to go to this island down there in the Caribbean and actually film this movie and bring in all these animals and all the stuff that they dealt with and all the problems. And it was funny because one of the actors was saying that he told him, he's like, man, bringing this tiger in and doing this, he's like, this is going to be really expensive. And he said, Walt Disney flat out told me, he's like, I don't care. He's like, this movie, I want to entertain people. I want them to have real life animal action. I want them to see what it's like to fight pirates and defend this island. And they said he was adamant about producing this film that was actually really, really fun and exciting. And I thought to myself, how far has Disney become now? So where the only thing they want to do, you know, now what, what sixty years later since Walt's passed, roughly, that you know, and I'm not saying that he was great guy. I didn't have other weird stuff he was involved in. What I'm saying is, a lot of the original building of Walt Disney World was bringing in an entertainment system and actually having exciting action. And now it's like they can't do anything. Other than push this unbelievably woke tranny agenda, every time I turn around, they're pushing some other weird agenda. And people, a lot of times, I bring that up, and people get like really offended with me. Like you can't say the word tranny. I said I can say whatever the word I want to say. This is the United States of America. And I said, secondly, 
about 15, 20 years ago, every single film that made a joke about it made jokes about transvestites and trannies because it was a kind of a topic that was a taboo, hilarious joke because there were grown men that wanted to dress up in dresses. I said, only now, in the recent couple of years, have we gone into this woke moronic society where people are trying to pretend like this is some type of normal behavior and that children need to be excessively exposed to it on a regular basis. So this has never been normal. This has never been okay. This is what happens when you slowly allow – it doesn't matter if it's perversion. It doesn't matter if it's communism. It doesn't matter if it's anti-Christian doctrination. It doesn't matter if it's anti-Second Amendment. When you let things slowly ink in, inch by inch, foot by foot, slowly you will wake up one morning, and there's references to this is even from the founding fathers. You continue to allow things to inch in. You continually allow them to go on, and you do not speak out against them, and you continue to self-censor, and you continue to compromise your relief, your beliefs and your convictions. You constantly say, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to go along with it. It doesn't matter. I really want to go to Disney. I really want my kids to see this. I'm just going to pay the money. I can tell you right now, granted, all the numerous incidences and being you know, trespassed out and ejected out with contractors and security over numerous things at Disney, I have no interest in ever stepping foot on there again. But I do have a small part of me that wishes it was like it was back in the 80s and 90s. When I used to go there as a kid, and I remember it being really fun, and I wish I could take my kids there. However – I have to come to the conclusion that, A, it's not the way it was back in the 80s. B, I'm not going to give finances and money to a company that diametrically is opposed to my belief system. And three, I'm not going to support a company that is intentionally trying to pervert and corrupt the younger children. That's just my set on it. And whether that is good, bad, whatever, those are my convictions, and that's where I stand. Not everybody has to agree with me. That's perfectly fine. But people know me know that I will hold to that, and if I put my word on it, I will stand on it. And that's what Americans really have to evaluate and come back to now because there are so many times I've seen people now, whether it's in the firearm industry, whether it's in the churches, whether it's in the media, that they slowly, slowly, slowly accept what's going on until finally they take a step back and they go, what in the world is going on here? We can't even make comments about this now. We can't even say anything about this stuff that we don't like because essentially if we say anything, we're this neo-Nazi, racist, transphobic bigot because we don't want grown men in tights and dresses dancing in front of our five-year-old children. And that's one of the things that I have been appreciative of DeSantis, whether or not he's good all the way or he's compromised to some extent. I don't know, but he's pretty great when a lot of stuff happens as far as bringing up and being vocal about it. And this is what we continually have to support and remember. Everybody has a right to stand on their convictions. If somebody is a, wants to act like a weirdo, if they that's what they want to do, they have a right to have that belief. But I also have a right not to to agree with anything they are or they're about, and that's just a fact everybody needs to remember. Also, to another news now, up in uh, Ohio, they're saying now that there have already been confirmed over 43,000 animals dead with numerous people now being hospitalized with uh, bronchitis and other health issues up there with the spill, and apparently now they're planning on taking all of this toxic water and shipping it to Texas to inject it into the ground. I don't know. I'm not a, a toxic engineer and knows how to handle this stuff, so I'm not going to really give you my opinion on this. It doesn't seem like a good idea, but apparently there's a company that is down in Texas that handles 
to basically disposing of toxic waste. It's the company's called Texas Molecular, which injects hazardous wastewater into the ground for disposal. The Texas Commission on Environmental Quality says that Texas Molecular is authorized to accept and manage a variety of waste streams, including vinyl chloride, as part of their hazardous waste permit. And essentially what they do is they go and inject this stuff four to 5,000 feet down below any type of ground drinking water in the aquifer. And essentially, I guess it just goes there to stay. I did not know that, actually. It's the first time I read about this last week with Texas Molecular. And so the best thing that Ohio can come up with now as far as their an idea, I don't mean the state, but just the EPA, is now transporting all of this toxic water either by railway – I'm not even going to get into a joke on that one – or by semi-truck and drive all this wastewater, millions and millions and millions and millions of gallons down to Texas to have it injected into the ground. I don't know if that's their best option. I really can't give you my opinion on it. But one thing I can say is this thing is just turning into a bigger boondockle every single week I read about it now. But yet, mainstream media, don't bring it up. Biden, oh, I can't even talk about it. Don't go there. I need my ice cream in Ukraine. I got to take my my secret trip on my train to Ukraine in the middle of a war zone so I can go kiss Zelensky, which if you even believe he went there, I don't even know. After the conversation I have this weekend, I don't know much of anything I believe that I'm told now. (laughs) I mean, when I have GRS previous operators that used to work with the CIA telling me that they were funding ISIS back before ISIS was ISIS and they come home off their last tour and they see ISIS on television, Obama saying that ISIS is formed and they were the exact guys that they were giving weapons to in the Middle East and pretty much that was the last straw for him. You got to realize that once you start talking to people like that, that were directly involved in ops, you kind of kind of pretty much realize that, yeah, nothing we're told is a lie and nothing we're told is the truth. And pretty much everything is a lie now. And this Ohio thing has just become even more of a just rough incident. I I feel bad for a lot of the residents up there because they didn't deserve this mess, not not to mention continually being lied to. Also, to in other news, Hungary, which is been one of the most vocal countries. I have to say I've been very supportive of their stance on no longer continually giving Ukraine copious amounts of money so they can launder it from the West. Hungary is now demanding that the United Nations – well, it's a fairy tale, but they're at least stating that they want the UN to investigate the scandalous attack on the Nord Stream pipeline by the United States. They said three of the four natural gas pipelines connecting Russia to Germany were sabotaged intentionally September last year, an attack that was carried out by a state actor – The attack left Germany and other European countries dependent on U.S. energy, prompting them to support escalation of the war in Ukraine. And now numerous individuals in the Hungary parliament are stating that they want this fully investigated. However, I think this is obviously more theater. United Nations isn't going to do anything whatsoever as far as investigating because, in my opinion, they're complicit as well. And what's interesting about this, at the same time this is happening now, all this stuff's happening with Ukraine, people haven't even realized over in Europe now that the European digital driver's license is about to go into effect. The midst of COVID-19, most people never even realized what was going through in the EU, the majority of the EU now has approved a digital ID system within a digital ID wallet. To, uh, to expand into all aspects of EU citizens' life, including their banking, their education, and even their national ID, which will double as a passport, along with their driver's license. It's not surprisingly hard to sort through the government that's continually invading our privacy. But So if you're opening a bank account, you do it with your phone. 
If you're crossing the EU border, you do it with your phone. If you're going to interact with the government private businesses, you do it with your phone. Your documentation is on your phone, they state. If you pull over your speeding, your driver's license is on your phone. This is going to require by 2024 that members start to move into a digital ID wallet by citizens of next year. It does not appear the system will be mandatory at this point. However, things will likely change by 2025. This is what I told you at the beginning of COVID. I'm going to reiterate this. These slave tracker phones, they are extremely effective tracking devices that just happen to make phone calls. That's what they are. They are designed specifically to monitor and track what you're doing. The reason why they're doing this in EU is they want to force you to have the ability to not function or live without having your phone on your person at all times. It was really nice for me over the weekend when we were training. I threw my phone in the um, in the, the cabin that they had, big metal building turned like a cabin area, and it's a metal building. There's no service in there. I texted up my wife, said, if you need anything, you know, if there's an emergency, I got in Wi-Fi over here I could hook up to and check an email at night. So there's really no phone service out in the middle of nowhere out here. So it's really nice not to have to have your phone with you, and it's really nice to not be tracked. You know, if there's no cell phone service and there's no internet service and your phone is completely an SOS – it can't get any service. You don't have to deal with anything with it. But this is exactly what they're doing. They want to make sure they can monitor, track it. So have outside precautions you can take if you want to step out of that system. I've told you guys before, a lot of the cases, a lot of the things you can put your phone in will completely shut it down if you need to do it. People go, oh, that sounds super sketchy, Austin. Why would you be that paranoid? Not paranoid at all. I just value my privacy. Stating that I want to maintain my privacy whenever I want to maintain it is not paranoid whatsoever. It's that I want to value my privacy whenever I want to value it, and that is a right of every American citizen. This concept that they're doing right now is to prevent just that. They want you to think you can't do anything without your phone. Your phone will literally be your life link, your driver's license, your passport, your bank account. They just said it right here in this article in the EU. Your passport on your phone, it will be everything. Hard documents, they don't want them to exist anymore because you can literally grab a handful of cash, grab your passport, throw your phone in the trash, go travel somewhere, go live life, throw in a backpack and travel across the country as much as you want, freely unmolested on your way. That is not part of what the globalists want, and so that is why we have to continue to support it yes. as long as we possibly can. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> You're right. I mean, if you want to really get your phone to shut up and be quiet, just wrap it about three layers of tinfoil. That you don't have to make you don't have to buy a pouch. You can make a pouch out of tinfoil. You can bend it because it's very malleable. Just bend it and make a pouch with a little lead flap on it, and you can basically just get your get your privacy back instantaneously by sliding it into that pouch, and it'll work. I guarantee you won't get any phone calls. And it's just that, that that's sad that we're having to go to that now, Austin. That we have a pocket computer that doubles as a tracking device, that doubles as the, as a telephone. And doubles is carrying all of our information on it, and doubles is basically, for a lot of people, their bank accounts and everything else. It's, it's nuts what we've done with these telephones. And by the way, uh, I wanted to say something about this. The uh, Arkansas cops now have ruled the suicide death of the Clinton aide linked to Jeffrey Epstein, who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck, uh, basically as a suicide. I'm going to repeat that again. There's no, there's no weapon either, by the way. Uh, Arkansas cops ruled the suicide death of a Clinton aide linked to Jeffrey Epstein, who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord wrapped around his neck despite no sign of a weapon. Bill Clinton special advisor Mark Middleton, who signed Jeffrey Epstein into the White House several times, was murdered 
They're saying he killed himself, but he wasn't. He was murdered in, in May 2022. His body and car were found at the Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas. Uh, you know, his, the final batch of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein and Associates, including Prince Andrew, will finally be public. And all this that was tied together with this particular man who could have provided direct testimony. So I guess when you have somebody tie a, a cord around your neck, tie you to a tree and shoot you, it's suicide in Arkansas, which doesn't make much sense either. But Arkansas is kind of one of those states that does that. And we saw that with the Clinton body count over and over and over again. And on top of that, another Clinton aide, another Clinton guy, the Clinton body count never ends. The billionaire financier who's 78, 78 years old is found dead inside of his Fifth Avenue office. An investor who was friends with Clintons, of course he was, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. His family says our hearts are broken. And my deepest condolences to the families of these individuals who died, by the way. Thomas H. Lee, 78, was found dead in his office in Manhattan on Thursday. Billionaire financier died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He had a net worth of roughly $2 billion at the time of his death. And um, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, the police responded to Lee's office at 767 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan around 11 a.m. in his firm, Thomas H. Capital, located in sixth floor of the building. He's a Harvard graduate. The financier struck gold in his career by buying and acquiring mid-sized companies, restoring their worth, and then selling them for wild profits. This technique and success of time was described as the envy of Wall Street. Who was financing all this is what I want to know. Oh, that's right. That would be the Rothschild banking cartels. Police found the billionaire's body in his office, pronounced him dead. Lee's official cause of death will be determined by the chief medical examiner. And so, again, another two more Clinton people bite the dust. Tell you what, this is, that's some dangerous people to be around as far as the Clintons. If you're working with these guys, a lot of people around them have basically been found uh, dead from suicide, including Vince Foster, which that, if anybody believes that was a suicide uh, that's really kind of messed up, honestly. Uh, by the way, the Mexican president lights the Internet on fire by – listen to this one. This is a pretty pretty crazy one – by basically admitting that some type of fairy, some type of demon spirit, whatever you want to call it, is real. And it shows a picture of it uh, by sharing a photo of a creature. He says a mystical elf sitting in a tree. Now, it's kind of strange to see. It looks like that movie uh, Predator, how he's sitting up in the tree. And Mexican president Andres Manuel Lopez – Obrador, I don't want to have to have five names, is lit social media on fire on Saturday by sharing a tree that he claimed to be of a mystical elf sitting in a tree. Now, I don't know if he was just doing this as a farce or playing with people. I don't know. But I have another friend of mine who basically had a hunting cam out, and his name is John, and uh, he's got a picture of some type of transparent thing walking through. He's got a photo of it he sent me this morning. I thought, wow, what are they opening up at CERN? Talked about that. On the Friday show, if you guys want to listen to it again, how much of this stuff is coming through a portal now? How much of this stuff are we going to see? And again, this is all part of the separation of this planet from these other entities and these other dimensions that God set up. And now we're trying to break all that down to open up a free flow of these individuals or entities or weird things in and out of our universe, in and out of our dimension. Strange things are happening all around us, guys. That's why it's important to stay grounded in the Word of God. Remember to pray every single day and always stand your ground with Christ. Do yourself self a favor. Pray out loud when you go to a restaurant and stand your ground. If people start blaspheming God, you better question it. You better say something. Very, very important. I love you guys. Austin, what do you have to say, bud? Let's why don't you finish it up. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, again, this is why it's just continually important to understand what you believe and where you stand at. And so I thank you guys for the continual support. Thank you for getting the truth out there for the show.
And please, if you can't, at least for the articles we talk about in the show to keep waking more and more people up. One thing that I'm watching occur right now, and this is very accurate, is we're seeing a global and national awakening. The more people I run into, the more places I go, I keep talking to more people. And, you know, four or five years ago, I bring up some of these topics and people would look at me like, dude, you are nuts. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this. I bring up some of these topics now and all of a sudden they start spouting off facts, even waking me up with some stuff or saying the exact same thing I know or talking about same similar topics. We're seeing people get continually, continually more fed up with what's happening. This is excellent. This is called an awakening. This is another turning. This is where people start realizing what's happening. The difference is people have to take into account where they're going to go with this and how long they're going to continue to allow things to change, at least personally in their own lives, in a negative manner. Do what you can. If everybody keeps standing up, if everybody keeps saying no, if everybody keeps raising little Romans and stops letting the communist indoctrination camps control their kids, if everybody keeps staying healthy, if everybody starts making their own choices for their own safety and their own health instead of allowing the government to continue to tell you what you have to do, what you have to do this, you have to take the shot – Get religious exemptions for your kids. First off, stop giving them shots. It's my opinion. Do your own research on this if you don't believe it. Continually turn off the television and watch positive things if you're trying to watch TV and relax. Watch something like, you know, Little House on the Prairie. If you want to watch TV, read books, read the Bible. Continue to keep your mind positive because what you put in, you're going to get out. Same thing with food, same thing with your mind. Thank you again, my friends. If you need anything, Check out the website, healthmasters.com. Be sure to call us if you got any questions. The Ultimate Multiple Powder will be on sale till tomorrow for the last day of the month. And also be sure to check out the product of the week, Magnesium and Malic Acid, on sale as well up until Wednesday. So vote for what you want to see when. Have a blessed, safe, awesome Monday night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.